everyone, and welcome back to your favorite depressive episode. Is it a depressive episode? You told me that you were researching something for me, and he's been very tight-lipped, folks, on what we're covering today. I mean, I guess what he's covering today, because this is his oh, podcast we're covering today. today. Episode, no, what I... is this, 70, 75? 75. Episode 75 is his. It's mine. Yes, it is. Uh, no, I just felt bad. You know, you made me look bad last week. Did I really, though? Because I feel like I just screamed about Heaven's Gate and how much I wanted to join it. Like, I feel like that's what that was. That was that was a really interesting uh, moment. Uh, I think we came to several realizations uh, last episode that yeah. that is the cult for us. I think it was just about an hour and a half of me just dissociating, which is cool. And also pronouncing the comment, Hail Bop, wrong. Hail Bob. Uh, I think I said Haley Bop. Yeah, you did. Is uh, that not it? No, I think it's Hail Bop. But it's Haley's comment, though, right? You know what? Let's not, let's not go back there. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know? I'm sure Twitter What's knows already. What's the name already. of the UFO that it's they find? totally oh, okay. fine. <laughs> No, 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 no. But we are back again this week, and uh, we have decided. Well, I decided. You didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> you we are back. back. <laughs> unfortunately, back like that rash girl that you've been trying to get rid of for days. Yeah, go see the doctor. They have creams Definitely for things do. like that. You know, Definitely, do. Definitely consult a medical professional and not your podcast professionals. It's true. Which we are neither. Although I have some tips for you if you are interested for rashes. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Avoid Neosporin. Aquaphor is all the all the rage now. Interesting. Yeah. Neosporin been good for my whole God blessed life. And I'm going to tell you what, I still got some in the cabinet. For, from childhood? No, not from childhood. I, oh. I mean, I'm just still on that Neosporin flow. But the docs <laughs> say that now Aquaphor is better. But I, I have Aquaphor too, to be fair. Yeah. Because I put it on my tattoos. So. Your tatters. My tatter. <laughs> Your tatters. On the hot just like You remember that song? I do remember that Jordan song. Jordan Sparks, is that who that was? Um, you know, funny thing, I was actually, no. Yes, I do remember Jordan Sparks. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, funny, actually, it wasn't funny at all. Funny thing is, I met Jordan Sparks, no. Um, what I don't know what happened to her, but uh, on my way to work today, I actually uh, was listening to uh, the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doll Domination. Oh, the yep. doll domination album. Um, I always wanted to film a music video to loosen up my buttons, but at the Golden Corral buffet. <laughs> and I felt you, like it would be the truest expression of myself. Do you remember when we used to do shit like that? Like we I used do. to think about like, ah, oh, this video is awesome. Like we used to choreograph, 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 fucking um, dance in the dark. <laughs> No, Monster. That boy is the monster. monster. Honey, yep. we had eight counts had and everything. Had the whole thing Bitch, down. Bye. Had, had costume down. 100%. Uh, looks We had down. notes. I wish we could find our notes on that. Location. I think I actually might could find those. Really? I think I remember because... I think I remember where I wrote those. What a blessing. We used to be so creative before life crushed us. Honestly. Now we I, have this podcast. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, we have the podcast. No, but I was going back through some things. We um, need you. Well, no, because like I said, I was listening to Pussycat Dolls, and it just got me thinking of you. Um, Aww. <laughs> thanks. No, and then it just had me thinking about that specific time frame, and um, 
like of all the crazy shit that we used to do and mm-hmm. even like some of the weird photo shoots that I look back like at the time I thought was <laughs> you couldn't tell me no different those photo shoots belonged in the Louvre honey you <laughs> amazing um now I look back and realize what do that you mean you mean they weren't good? No, some of them still hold some the test of time. Some of them were fucking amazing. Some of them still hold the test of time. But I did love a good glowy skin effect. Yeah, he loved some glowy skin. He loved a glossy and blur. Yeah, you remember when we had that, that fight when you, you photoshopped out my birthmark? Mole on my yeah, chest? We yeah. had a hell of a fight over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was fun to care about things. It was. It was. Because <laughs> now I think about it and I'm just like, I don't know that I would. I probably would notice something like that, but I don't think I would like care enough to like even fight about it. You're like, but no. Oh. Now you're like, no, because now you're like, no, please take away. No, please. Sure. Just fucking take Maybe away Maybe you should just erase just me in all general. of it oh no. hey no speaking of photos though we have new photos for our website if you haven't been to thehauntedheart.com then you should definitely go there and check out our new photos because kenny and i did a photo shoot with bruce allen who is a horror fashion photographer here in dc i think he just does a little bit of everything well because um, he because we shot with him he's he's horror we can include that into his... Yeah, we made him horror. <laughs> we made okay. him horror. We made you, Bruce. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he was a really nice guy. He's um, local, uh, born and raised here uh, in this area and lives in D.C. So if you were in the D.C. area and you need, like, photos um, for any fucking thing in your life, I don't know. I think maybe... I don't know. It just just look him up, Bruce Allen. What's yeah. his Instagram handle? Instagram handle is uh, at the Bruce Allen, and he actually has his own podcast as well called uh, "That's the Angle" podcast. It's like a photography based mm-hmm. podcast, so definitely check him out. So you He's can really, learn how really to make cool yo selfies on fleek, uh-huh. as the kids uh-huh. say. But it was really fun. We got to shoot in downtown Leesburg. We, did. Um, we went to that's a cemetery. in Virginia. For those of you who are in the UK or abroad and you don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, And we got to hang out in the cemetery and there was a crazy lightning storm, like really crazy, like thunder and lightning going on. Yeah, almost Um, like the forces of nature didn't like that we were (laughs) doing a Photoshop (laughs) for a photo shoot for our shitty podcast in a cemetery. Yep. Everybody (laughs) downtown looked at us like we were the witches of Eastwick, like dressed all in black. It was fun. It was totally fun. Love it. Um, but yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, like Katie said, uh, we also have added a couple of things to our merch store. Yes, we do have merch, people. What's up? What's good? Like, <laughs> What's good? Yeah. slash <laughs> merch, I think. Just there's go to a the tab on there. and click on merch. Yeah, just click on merch. And we actually added a new mug and we actually added. A fun new like sticker package, which is really fucking cool. I was scrolling through, looking at it, and I was like, "Shit, I want one of them for me!" Like I almost <laughs> ordered it from my own store, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "These stickers cool as shit." Yeah, so it's got a couple I was of like, things. Wait, that you... we sell those? 
<laughs> yeah, they have a couple of things that you've seen before. Some things that maybe, well, you, I think you have, but it's some things that we've just turned into little vinyl sticker stickers, and they're and pretty we cool, have so. the of local character, yes, which has been uh, sticker and mug, highly requested. Yes, so all you MFs who wanted um, an of local character mug from episode, I don't remember what the fuck it was i don't um, either girl but you liked it so we done put it on a sticker for yins mm-hmm. so go on over there and get it put it on a sticker and put it on a mug so now on you on can buy it get it it's cute it has a little rose uh-huh it's really cute it's everything that i envisioned when you said of local character <laughs> <laughs> so yes uh i think that's a few housekeeping things but uh i guess they're probably wanting us to get right into what the fuck we're talking probably about today. Probably so. I feel like. But y'all gonna hear that merch fucking pitch. You gonna hear the I don't give ends. it to you, you often. Hear, <laughs> listen, listen. The only reason why you ain't hearing from Patreon right now is because we don't have anybody to invoke right now. <laughs> no, but Patreon is gonna get... Ah, um, there you go. No, Patreon's gonna get an exclusive headshot from our shoot with Bruce and it's going to be signed by us so get over to Patreon and check out we're going to update the tiers um, and slap that on there for all y'all babies yep for all you cheering and cannibal cults and and uh, uh, haunted heart harems and all y'all aficionados all that all y'all so uh, oh sorry the URL for that is (laughs) patreon.com slash the haunted heart and I think that's all the housekeeping the only people who are with us now are like the fucking OGs who just like to hear our like yeah. vocal. Wavelength. It's Christy. It's our murder mod squad. <laughs> it's just them. It's just them. And Christy's like maybe not even listening to it. Like yeah, fully. it's She's in the background. Just, it's in the background. She's creating Halloween magic right now. We've got background music going on. It's fine. Yes. I'm cool so, with that. Like I said earlier, you kind of gave me. Well, I don't want to say yes. I guess you gave me a break. You cut me a break. <laughs> Last week, because I just (laughs) did not research anything. I was just not in the mood to. I'm just going to be honest with you. I just said, I'm not going to do it. And I didn't do it. I just feel like I'm trying this thing where I'm just being honest with myself and realizing that sometimes I'm lazy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have other things going on. Mm -hmm. And I am, you know just gonna own up to it i'm not gonna bullshit you and say oh well i had this going on and it was working it was all this i honestly just didn't feel like it also i felt like katie was gonna do it anyway so that's why i kind of backed out a little bit but i told her i was like you know what this week don't worry about it i got you she was nervous. I, I'm still am. She's still was. nervous. She still has no fucking clue huh. what's about to come out of my mouth. I She's like, are you sure it. you don't want me to research anything? I texted you several times. You you are wait, you you don't want me to research anything? I was like, are you 100% sure that I'm not? And then this morning she's anything. like so I don't have to research anything. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, cuz I'm starting this day with nothing researched. And I'm like, yes, we're good. So, I have a question to pose to you. Why is Hitler on my computer screen right now? What? 
A picture of Hitler just popped up. <laughs> Please tell me we are not about screen. to examine the Third Reich like in detail because yeah. I feel like that's going to be at least a three parter. And no, like we are not, not last that. podcast on the left. We need to wrap this we're shit up in one. That, but I am going to show you this picture though. Oh, that's cool. History uncovered. Get history's most compelling stories in your Facebook feed. And then it's just a fucking intimidating ass photo of Hitler. (laughs) I don't want that in my Facebook feed. No. Uh -uh. I just want lots of uh, funny horror memes from the Haunted Heart podcast closed Facebook group. Ah, and another plug in. (laughs) It's like second nature. Yes. I swear. She's like Satan. Get thee behind me and plug it in. (laughs) (laughs) So. I came across a really interesting story, and I thought you would like it. I thought the listeners would like it, and I thought it would be, you know, a nice little thing to do for y'all to come to the table with some content. Okay. So, I'm going to talk to you all about the Pussycat Dolls. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh my god! <laughs> and their and it's just forty five minutes of you fucking reading the Wikipedia page verbatim for the Pussycat Dolls, going through reading every lyric Whoa. of their fantastic early two thousands album. No, uh, so actually, I'm getting into the unsolved mystery um, of Roland T. Owen, which is also known as the Mystery Man in Room Ten Forty Six. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? Honestly. No. Nope. Okay. Not yet. Well, I want. Although this... the only thing that sounds familiar is I believe the name Roland was the name of the boy who inspired the book that inspired the film Roland The Exorcist. Doe. Yeah. Remember? I covered that. that. Roland Doe. Roland Doe. No, his name. Which is, is also Ro- my rapper name, coincidentally, <laughs> uh, when I start my horror rap albums. All right. I'll be your hype man for that. Put that shit out. You'll be my producer for sure. (laughs) I'll do all of We already got the soundboard. I'll do all of your pictures in a Gaussian blur. Amazing. My skin will look fucking awesome. Yeah. Just a glowy. uh, Just glowy. (laughs) So, yeah, I kind of, um, I came across this story. Uh, It's fucking like. If you just think about it, hotels in and of themselves are just really fucking nasty, weird places. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of the mind. I, like, I don't know why I was thinking about hotels and why they were disgusting. I might have been looking at a porn. Who knows? <laughs> um, but anyway, let me get into this story. So this uh, story takes place in Kansas City. at the Where all good things take place. <laughs> yes. At the... President Hotel. Oh, well, you know. Sounds like a classy place. (laughs) The President Hotel. Sounds like he's going to take me somewhere real nice. He's going to take me down to the President. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No, that's not how this... (laughs) It seems like it's seedy. I don't know. I haven't looked at pictures of it, but um, it probably... This this happens in 1935, so... Okay. Um, Yeah, no. There's a chance it could be, still be classy, though, in yeah. 1935. I do have to give credit to allthatsinteresting.com for helping me out with this story. So, there you go. Don't fucking come at me with some bullshit. <laughs> Don't at me. Don't at me at all. None of you. So, on January the 2nd, 1935, at 1.20 p.m., 
a lone man checked into the President Hotel in downtown Kansas City. He had no luggage besides a comb and a toothbrush and asked for an interior room on a high floor of the hotel. He checked in under the name Roland T. Owen and complained to the bellboy about the outrageous prices of a neighboring hotel. After checking in and receiving his room, which was room 1046 on the 10th floor, he left the hotel, only to be seen intermittently throughout his stay. Though the man's behavior struck the President Hotel staff as odd, they didn't think much of him. After all, the hotel often played host to uh, out-of-towners and businessmen, businessmen, a single businessman, a businessman. I was on that vibe too. Yeah. I was staring into the candle, (laughs) feeling spooky, got my blanket around me. Yeah. This is how you tell it was a seedy place. I I say businessmen who were often uh, looking for the company of the prostitute, sorry, a sex workers. worker. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. So the staff had learned, you know, not to get too involved or concerned. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. So it was a little bit of a seedy place. It was a place where you kind of check in. We don't ask too many questions. We might rent your room by the hour type of place, (laughs) you know? Yeah, we'll get it to you by the hour. Just just a couple of hours, you know? Just in case. Maybe not staying the whole evening. And the businessman's like, no, I'm not staying the whole evening. <laughs> the poor woman's just like looking up at him. Like, Excuse you? I thought I was getting a whole night out of this. No. Mm. So the staff uh, wouldn't give his behavior another thought until six days later when the man turned up dead. His hotel room, a brutal bloodbath. Ooh. As they described to police the brutal scene, questions arose about the man's behavior prior to his death, bringing to light just how strange that behavior had been. On January 3rd, one day after Owen checked into the hotel, the hotel maid by the name of Mary Soptic stopped by to clean his room. It was around noon and most of the hotel's residents were out for the day. However, upon reaching Owen's room, Soptic found the door to be locked from the inside. She knocked, and Owen opened the door. After insisting she could come back later, Soptic eventually entered. She found the room in almost complete darkness, with the shades tightly drawn and the only light coming from a small, dim table lamp. No, I'm I'm okay. No. (laughs) I'm going to just stay out here in this hallway, though. She's like, no. You need some new towels, babe? I'll chuck them inside the door. Throw them in. I'll even get you a washcloth if you ask, nice. But I'm okay here in this hallway where we have cameras in this hallway. Oh, it's 1935. Never mind. Yeah, no, they ain't got no cameras. Shit. Um, I'm just stay out here in this light. Well, just imagine he's like come back later, and then you do, and then like he's just sitting there, dimly lit by this one fucking lamp, like in the hotel room. I'm be honest with you. I understand you shouldn't trust trust it, but I also I'm a little bit turned on by it. <laughs> like him just sitting there in the darkness, and you just see the end of his cigarette, just like 
Because you know, yes, up. cigarettes were, were loud. Right. You, you just know. see it glowing in the darkness. Yeah, totally. I get it. I completely get it. Um, so to continue our story, as she cleaned, now this kind of sounds like the start of a porn. Just mm-hmm. saying. It does. In the dark? Is it still dark and yeah. she's cleaning? Girl, yep. how you how you going to see to clean the <laughs> She's items? like, I can't see right. shit. So right. I'm just going to pretend that. like I'm cleaning and get the fuck out. 100%. You going to take these towels. <laughs> also, who comes... It might be different in 1935 because, you know, it was different times. But, like, who the fuck... Like, we stayed at a fucking Marriott for the True Crime Podcast Festival and didn't nobody come in and dust our fucking room cleaning. They don't clean the room while you're, like, in it. Yeah, they did. They, they just came like, back. They fixed our bed. Not, and, like, while you're there. No, no, not while, while you're there, no. Like, I wasn't sitting in a chair watching somebody. Like, that would be really uncomfortable, I feel like. <laughs> Sir, I'm going to need for you to step out for a minute, go to the vending machine. <laughs> Can you just take a break? Take five. Yeah, for real. Take five from sitting in your fucking Go ahead and take chair. your 15. <laughs> <laughs> so, as she cleaned, Owen mentioned that he had a friend coming to visit him. All right, now we're really starting to sound like a porn. Yeah, yeah. I got a friend coming over. Maid's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So he said that he had a friend coming to visit him shortly, and would she mind not locking the door? Soptic agreed, and Owen left the room. Okay, so he left the room, apparently, at this point. Okay, So he was going to have a friend come over, please leave the room unlocked for this friend while he was going away. Okay. Not, okay, that sounds a little more normal. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So four hours later, Soptic returned to room ten forty six with fresh towels. She found the door still. Wait, un- it took this bitch four hours to get some fucking fresh towels? Hang on, huh? <laughs> Damn, girl, Do y'all have to weave them. Well, maybe she just. It's a lot. <laughs> They're back there. Just fucking weaving away. At the I mean, tower. I know it was 1935. Y'all were probably washing them in a wash basin against a damn, like, scrubbing board, but shit. Yeah. Nah. Seems like a long time. Anyway, continue. It's probably <laughs> so, not the point. That would suck four hours later. How's that hotel review? Right? She returned four hours later <laughs> with some fucking <laughs> Two <towels>. stars. <laughs> yeah. Um, this hotel, yeah, two stars right on the nipples. She found the door still unlocked from when she had cleaned the room that afternoon, and upon entering, found Owen laying fully clothed on top of his still-made bed, seemingly asleep. Nah, mm-mm, nah, I gotta go. I don't get paid enough as a fucking maid in 1935 to deal with this fucking weird-ass shit. Nah, I gotta go. I got to go. <laughs> How much do you think they paid a maid in 1935? Like Probably not a lot. She probably got what, like, I don't know, 10 a nickel, and a fucking shit, half pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking probably accurate. Oh my god, um, yeah. So this motherfucker's still laying on the bed, fully clothed. Nah, this now, reeks I'm gonna of tell like you what. occult I had a, shit. No, I'm gonna tell you hundred percent. Side story. I actually had to room with someone one time for like a work thing that I went to, and no. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, it was a work thing, um, and I was staying in a hotel, and like everybody that went had to share rooms. 
Oh no. Uh, so I was sharing room with this <laughs> so other person. So uncomfortable for you. <laughs> you know me, so you know that's like. Oh, listen, no. I, I, yeah, no, I'm, I, uh, uh-uh. yeah, I, that's not me. I don't share rooms with strangers. Ever, I don't share many things <laughs> with people at all. It's true. Um, but anyway, so, but he, I guess this person kind of wasn't a stranger. I knew of them, but whatever. When I went to bed, I was in my pajamas, lay down on the bed to like, you know, get ready to sleep or whatever. Um, This person proceeded to get in their bed with their shoes, socks, jeans, hoodie. And I'm not talking about like a comfy hoodie. I'm talking about like this is like a fashion hoodie, so like uh-huh. full zip up uh-huh. and blazer over the hoodie. Got in the bed, opened the like, turned down the bed, laid in the bed with their full blazer on, turned the covers over, turned their lampshade out, and went to bed. Nah, mm-mm, nah. You need to get the <laughs> fuck up and explain to me what the fuck is going on. No, not at all. Not remotely could I allow that to happen in my room. Like, I can't just go to sleep after that shit. What a the fuck you dress for, girl? Fucking blazer. Like do we need to go quick? Do we blazer. need to, Do I need to be fucking prepared to roll up out this bed? My mama told me once she got mad at me because I sleep in either nothing or just a t-shirt. And she got mad at me once because we were vacationing. This is like many, many years ago. We were vacationing and she was like, Katie, you need... To make sure that you, if there's a fire alarm, that you are ready to evacuate. (laughs) You need to put some clothes on because what if we have to evacuate? And I was like, Mom, that is like not a thing. I was like probably a teenager. So I was like, Mom, oh my God. Um, But didn't like, it was either that day or the damn next damn day. Damn fire alarm went off and we was (laughs) evacuating. And let me tell you what, sprang right up out that bed evacuated bitch i'm here in my night shirt how y'all doing right how's everybody doing right i don't have pants on it's fine we have beach it's hot not unusual at all (laughs) so yeah i'm just you know wear pants if you want or don't i'm pretty sure if the fucking building is on fire nobody's worried about the fact that i'm not wearing pants right honestly you know what i mean yeah it's totally fine yeah so but anyway. maybe keep pants by the bed. That was my new solution. So Everybody's like. Just in case nobody's worried. Uh, we're interested to know what you wear to bed, folks. Let us know. Send us an email <laughs> Send to us the an Haunted email. Heart Podcast the at Haunted gmail.com. Heart podcast. Send us a, a, a bedtime selfie. Yeah. And if you're <laughs> nah, in a Facebook group. No, don't do that because you're going to be laying in your bed with all your fucking clothes on and it's going to creep me the fuck out. I, something about that detail is so fucking scary to yeah, me. Yeah, because it's. I would like, not have gone to bed that no, night I in have, your room. So no, I have fallen asleep like on the bed with yeah, my clothes on. Yeah, accidentally is fine. Accidentally, but I'm not going to actively no. go to bed yeah. with like. No, no, no. My shoes yeah, jeans no girl. And a, and a blazer. Something about you slowly turning the bed down and then just like getting on in it and laying back in all your fucking clothes. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, that it, ain't it, good. It, it unnerved me a great I th- deal. I think it's because like if you're in bed clothes, if you're in like PJs or like a big comfy t shirt or a hoodie or whatever it is that you sleep in, like like that kind of signals to us like oh this is sleep time like like we're we're going to go to sleep but like yeah. if you're fully clothed that's like 
casket time, you know? Oh, I, I yeah. Think that makes just, sense. Yeah. That really makes sense. I think that's why it bothers us is yeah. because it is reminiscent of, you know, the only time you're fully dressed and laying that still in a bed-like thing is when you're in your casket. That's interesting. I never would have thought of it that way before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. There you go. So. It's what I'm here for. High quality least... commentary and analysis. <laughs> At least this guy was laying on top of the bed, so you could maybe no, give him that he was like just laying on the bed and fell asleep. No, because I bet he was fucking laying specifically like on one side of the bed or perfectly in the middle of the bed, and his yep. hands were fucking folded on his uh-huh. fucking chest, and he looked like a dead body. Like I'm a hundred percent sure that's what she fucking walked into. Yeah, and God bless, she did not get paid enough for that shit. I hope no. she just turned around and left. <laughs> no. Here's these fucking towels. Bye. <laughs> she just throws the towels on top of his fucking, yeah. his fucking lifeless body. And then like runs out. <laughs> me. 100% me. I'd be like, you need to leave this Katie's hotel. not being murdered in the 1930s. You can tell you that much right and now. And I ain't going back to clean it tomorrow. Fuck it. I'll skip that room for a week. Katie never goes back to room 1046 ever. Nope. Skips right on over. Katie, Katie was room 1046 clean? Yes, I cleaned it. It looks good. It's fine. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> fucking rotting corpse up there in the fucking box. Looks great. Um, so, yes. Uh, but this wasn't the only strange thing. He actually had a note on his bedside table that read... Why would you read it? Why would you read it? <laughs> no, no, no. You're spending too much time up in that room. Maybe she had a thing for him. Who knows? But it read, Don, I will be back in 15 minutes. Wait. The next morning, January 4th, Soptic's strange interactions with room 1046 continued. Apparently, she didn't get the memo to leave this motherfucker alone. So around 1030, she stopped. Man, I'd be avoiding that room like the fucking plague. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not going in there. I don't know. Something about that. It's probably because we started with the whole like blood spattered mess. So I know we're not headed anywhere good. So you know something is not going. Yeah. (laughs) But it just seems creepy from Jump Street. Right. So around 1030, she stopped by to make the beds and found Owen, the Owen's door, to be locked from the outside as it would be when patrons left. Assuming Owen was not inside, she opened the door with her master key. To her surprise, Owen was sitting inside, in the dark, in the chair, in the corner of the room. Again. Fuck that. (laughs) No. No. You need to leave this hotel. So as she cleaned. At least he's brushing his teeth, though. You know what I mean? Because he carried his toothbrush. He did carry his toothbrush and comb. Methinks he might be a homosexual. Uh, yeah. We've got this Dan man and like. Don. Don, Dan, right? Don, Don. Damn, you just called me out. <laughs> Don. Damn. Dan. Don, you just called me out of my own story. Is it Don? It was Don. It was Don. Okay. Yeah, it was Don. Oh, so that's interesting because Roland. Okay, wait. Sorry, I got to go back. The night before, Roland was laying on the bed fully clothed. And the note beside him said, Don, I'll be back in yes. 15, wait. Yeah. But Roland was the one who was laying on the bed. Yes. But the note was to Don. Yes. And it wasn't signed. No, it was not signed. But the implication is that Roland wrote that note to Don. Yes. But Roland is laying right there in the fucking bed. Yes. Now, remember, this was after she had come back 
later. So she had met him earlier in the room. He said that, you know, and he had left. Because that said was he when he said coming. he had a friend that was going to come. For sure. And in about 15 minutes or whatever to leave the door unlocked. Uh-huh. So one can assume that he went about his business. She cleaned, left the door unlocked. Um, and he maybe Roland came back. Don wasn't there. So he left a note. Mm. And then left again. And Don either did or did not show up. We don't know at this point. But so, yes, that's what we can gather from what Maybe. has gone on so far. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe he's got a split fucking personality. That be writing notes to his goddamn self. I know Very I'm getting possible. out of that room. Very possible. Okay. Sorry, I had to clear that up. I was confused. Yeah. So, again, he's sitting in the chair in the dark in the corner as he likes to do. And as she cleaned, the phone rang and Owen picked up. And he proceeded to say, No, Don, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry. I just had breakfast, he said. After a moment, he repeated, No, I am not hungry. After he hung up, Owen began interrogating Soptic about her job and the hotel. The first time he had ever really spoken to her, honestly, like in a in any sort of capacity, really. Uh He asked her about how many rooms she was in charge of, what kind of people lived in the President Hotel, if any, and again complained about the price of the neighboring hotel. He's still mad about that shit, too. And you know that's us. I'm like, damn, boo, you didn't have to stay there. (laughs) Their prices weren't too high, damn. I mean, he, in fact, did not stay there. He chose to not stay there. Exactly. That's interesting. So. Was he Jewish? I have no clue. Can I say that on the air? It's fine. I'm a friend to the Jewish people. A very good friend. Call me. (laughs) Soptic answered quickly, finished cleaning, and left Owen alone in room 1046. About the smartest thing she's done. 100%. And left him there forever. (laughs) And left and never came back. So it was only after she left that she realized that since the door had been locked from the outside, someone had to have locked Owen in his room. So, interesting. Later that day... I mean, day, for fucking sure. Like, is this the slowest fucking maid on the planet? Come on, baby. I, I noticed that immediately. <laughs> Who unlocked this her door? She's working for half a pack of fucking Marlboro Reds. <laughs> or whatever the fuck they smoked in It was Kansas City. It was probably Marlboro Reds. Later that day... Soptic returned, probably four hours later, she returned. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know her track record at this point with fresh towels, no less. You know what? You can get fucked. You ain't getting no fresh towels. This I'm is like, too no. weird. In my, in my mind, I'm like, why does this man need so many fresh towels? Right. Like, I can use one towel throughout the whole week. Look, it's the President Hotel. We have standards here. <laughs> I guess you they're used to having towels. to, like, need fresh towels I to, like, guess. clean up. You get catch my drift? Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> with it all right so having taken the ones from the room that morning that's why she brought the new ones um however as she knocked this time she heard two voices in the room rather than just owen when she announced that she had fresh towels a loud deep voice told her to leave claiming that they had enough towels uh, well. <laughs> me all right cool good a Bye. fair point. Fair. Girl, you done brought six towels. <laughs> Only one person staying here. <laughs> <Right on. laughs> 
gone somewhere. <laughs> I don't need any more towels. Though she knew that she had removed all the towels from the room that morning, Soptic left the two men alone, not wishing to intrude on what was clearly a sensitive and private conversation. That same afternoon... Right, a conversation. A conversation, sure. yeah. Okay. Uh, that same afternoon, the President Hotel got two more guests whose presence would contribute greatly to the mystery of what happened to Roland T. Owen in room 1046. The first was a Jean Owen, who was no relation. She had come to Kansas City to meet her boyfriend for the day and decided that rather than drive all the way back to her hometown on the outskirts of the city, she would stay the night in a hotel. Upon checking into the President Hotel, Jean Owen was given the key to room 1048, right next door to Roland. Mm-hmm. That night... Man, that's a bad luck of the draw for her. For real. See, that's what I worry about in fucking hotels. You never know what's going on in the rooms around you. And if you think too much about that shit, it uh-huh. will fucking... You will never stay in one again. That's true. But then again, Airbnbs, you're on their turf. So it yeah. could be a homicidal maniac watching you from the fucking vents. Yeah. But for me, I'd rather go for that <laughs> uh, than take my chances because hotels have a lot of rooms. And Airbnbs only have one owner. And to be honest with you, if you stay quiet, then you can watch me sleep all you fucking want as long as you don't come out here and touch me. You know what I mean? As long as I don't know that it happened, that's cool. I'm cool with that. Don't take a picture of me sleeping on my phone. Don't let me hear you (laughs) rattling around in the air ducts, but just, you know, keep your seat and kind of just fucking spy quietly. Like that guy who had that hotel and he was a voyeur and he had the hotel for like, do you hear about this guy? He had a hotel for like 60 years and he spied on like all of the rooms. He, like, hid in the attic, and he had, like, cameras and shit, and he just, like, watched what was going on in people's rooms. That's weird. Oh, it was super weird. I think there was a documentary about it um, made that was called The Voyeur. Uh It was really, really interesting. I mean, and very, very skeezy feel. Yeah, you have to be careful. Anytime I go into a fitting room, I always check for cameras, especially. Is it weird that that doesn't bother me, though? Like as long as you're not gonna interact with me, if you wanna if you wanna see and appreciate this baby, I mean, bless you for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is I, I, that weird? No, it's not weird. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm like, not oh, one to well, judge. Yeah, but like fine. for me personally, like, you're not gonna catch me at my best moment in a fitting room, probably. So, but like, like if I think it, about that, then I will like I'll kind of you know, I'll kind of tuck where you gotta tuck and kind of stand. Like, you got to stay, you know, just Katie in case somebody's watching me. <laughs> goes into a fitting room from I'll now on. I'll just suck in a little bit and then just kind of, you know. I don't know. All right, moving on. <laughs> as long as you don't interact with me, like, I mean, I understand that it is, you know, punishable by the law. Um, as well, it should be. Because everybody doesn't have the same privacy feelings that I do. But Clearly. I just, it just doesn't, bo- like, that doesn't freak me out that much. I guess. Yeah. Because it's like, well, you know, enjoy it. <laughs> I, I get that. No shame. No shame at all. But maybe that's because I also have a little bit of exhibitionist in me. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of like voyeur, voyeurism wouldn't bother me because who's going to watch for exhibitionism if not a voyeur? True. Makes sense. Anyway. All right. That's been Mental Health Corner. 
Uh, <laughs> was it mental health quarter? Or yeah. Was it, or was it sex quarter? I mean, sex Are is they all one mental the same? anyway. Yeah, yeah they're kind of, yeah. Okay. So that night, according to police statements, she heard a repeated commotion. <laughs> There's a word from the yeah. 1930s. I heard a commotion. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what she sounded like, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that deep a voice and all. <laughs> she said, I heard a, I wonder if I can say this in that fucking transatlantic accent. I heard a lot of noise. No, I'm not going to go there. I heard a lot of noise, officer. <laughs> Which sounded like it was on the same floor and consisted largely of men and women talking loudly and cursing. There you go. It sounds good. It just sounds like I've had too much coffee, like is what <laughs> that is. So she said that she heard, you know, these men and women talking loudly, cursing, whatnot. She said in her statement, when the noise continued, I was about to call the desk clerk, but decided not to. So she had that manager haircut. Mm -hmm. That, you know, let me talk to the manager. She had the Karen cut. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Let me talk to the front desk. It was a special at haircuttery. $45 for the Karen cut. And it comes with a highlights package. In 1935? Could afford a forty-five dollar haircut. That's true. So the other Inflation hotel is a bitch. <laughs> true. The other hotel guest was not quite a guest at all. The bellhop who had been on duty that night described her as a commercial woman. Got it. <laughs> a commercial woman. Sure. You know, I like that. The greatest. A commercial woman. She was a commercial woman. If you catch my drift. I kind of like that. I like that term. Can we start calling sex workers commercial women? I, I mean, I mean, sex I workers am not come in sex, all different genders. I am not a sex worker, so I can't say that. But I if mean, you are, email us and let please. us know if you want us to call you a, a, commercial, a commercial woman, man, woman, a commercial non Um, a commercial entity. Yeah. A commercial enterprise. Oh, I like that. So this uh, commercial woman uh, often frequented the rooms of the hotel's male patrons late at night. Uh, So the evening of January 4th, she came into the hotel searching for a man uh, in room 1026. Aren't we all? However, despite being a very prompt customer, according to her. Uh, The woman couldn't seem to find the man she was looking for. After searching for well over an hour on multiple multiple floors, she gave up and went home. She says she ain't got time. Her time is money. Mm -hmm. Because she's a commercial woman. And she ain't got it. Both of the women's statements would raise more questions about the fate of the man in room 1046. So she asked for the man in room 1026. Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting, okay. Yes, and could not find him. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, the bellhop received a call from the hotel's telephone operator. The phone in room 1046 had been, off, had been off the hook for 10 minutes without anyone using it. The bellhop went up to check on Owen and noticed that the door was locked with a do not disturb sign hung on the doorknob. He knocked on the door. That says a do not disturb. <laughs> and you immediately knock. I mean, you better hang hop. that damn phone up. That fucking bellhop saw. He looked and flipped up that do not disturb sign and said, fuck this. Is and it, knocked anyway. Is it bad that I didn't realize that they had phones in 1935? Yeah, that's bad. Okay. I mean, did when did phones. we get phones? 
I don't know when fucking when was I don't know when when did the phone book happen? I don't know. Probably after 1935. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So. He knocked on the door, and Owen told him to come in. However, when the bellhop told Owen that the door was locked, he got no response. The bellhop knocked once again, then yelled for Owen to hang up the phone, (laughs) assuming Owen had simply been drunk and knocked it off the hook. However, an hour and a half later, the telephone operator called the bellhop again. The phone in room 1046 was still off the hook and hadn't been hung up at all. This time, the bellhop let himself into Owen's room with the master key. The man was lying naked on the bed, seemingly drunk. Not wishing to deal with him, the bellhop simply straightened the phone, placed it back on the hook, and locked the door behind him. Why is this bellhop me, though? (laughs) I'm going to put this phone on this hook, and then we're going to just go right the fuck out, because I'm Uh not dealing with your drunk, naked ass. And I also, by the way feel more comfortable with him being naked and drunk and on the bed than sure. I do with him, with being, him fully being fully fucking clothed, yes. potentially sober, and just laying motionless on a bed. Yes. No. Uh, he also reported Owen to his manager. So he, you know, was like, listen, you got a motherfucker up here. So to his surprise, an hour later, the telephone operator called again. The phone was again off the hook, though not in use. Who is this telephone operator, like, so concerned with this one line? That's what I'm trying to figure out. But anyway. Well, I wonder if back in the day, because it was 1935, and I don't know when we got phones, guys. But <laughs> I, it could be that that, like, that it was, because you know back in the day they had the party line. Oh, okay. Where everybody in the neighborhood, or you and your neighbor, or you and a couple of your neighbors had one phone line, and like if one of you was on the phone, then the other couldn't get on the phone. So like it could dial be, up internet. Yeah. Oh. So it could be like, um, it could be that the hotel has a party line, and if somebody yeah. has, if one of the guests has their phone off the hook, then it doesn't. Like it, it yeah. nobody else can use the phone. Yeah, so or it's maybe like they had their problem. own like operator system within the hotel. Yeah, for the phones. Yeah, and she just noticed that like it was off the hook for forever. So yeah, something. Anyway, so this time when the bellhop opened the door, he found a bloodbath. And how much longer was this after the first time he went in there? An hour later. Okay. So. One hour from the time he originally went in there, found him drunk and naked, to this time he was found in a bloodbath. Uh-huh. Owen was sitting, curled in the corner of the room, his head in his hands, suffering multiple stab wounds. The bed sheets and towels were stained with blood. Now he needs some new towels. <laughs> and now, Where is this maid You know that now? maid is like right there fucking waiting in the wings. You need some new towels now, motherfucker? <laughs> she the one who did it. <laughs> you it now you all need some new towels. So the bed sheets and towels were stained with blood and the walls were splattered with it. The bellhop immediately called the police, who took Owen straight to the hospital, where doctors discovered that Owen had been tortured viciously. His arms, legs, and neck had been restrained by some kind of cord, and his chest sustained multiple stab wounds. He he also suffered a punctured lung and a fractured skull. Roland T. Owen was pronounced dead at the hospital shortly after arriving. The doctors also discovered that the wounds on Owen had been inflicted 
well before the bellhop's first trip to Owen's room that morning. They ascertained that he had attempted to call for help multiple times, but hadn't been able to make it farther than picking up the phone due to his injuries. So the bellhop thought that he was drunk. Hmm. When apparently... He just didn't see any of the blood? I... That part's... We'll get into that, I guess. Okay. Um, Like maybe if he was laying face down, were all of his injuries to the front of his body? Or if the lights were off, maybe... I don't know. All these people walking up into these fucking strange-ass people's hotel rooms not turning any God-blessed lights on, honey. I'm walking around that hotel with a God-blessed flashlight. We gonna shine the light up in here. Amen. I'm not walking in this fucking dark-ass room. Amen. But they did find him in another position, so it's possible that he could have had some injuries, like... You know what I mean? Like, I guess somebody maybe could have come back to finish the job. I don't know. I don't know at this point. I'm or like been there when the bellhop was in there. That would be fucking creepy as fuck. Like, I mean, that's because it's only an hour worth of time. Yeah. Or someone in another room. Who knows? Mm. Um, When investigators searched the room, the strangeness continued. There were no clothes in the room at all and nothing matching the description of Roland Owen when he checked in. The hotel amenities, such as the soap and toothpaste, were also missing as well as anything that could have been a murder weapon. Well, you know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you, but if anybody comes into, uh, if any cleaning crew comes into a hotel after I've stayed there, the hotel amenities such as the soap and toothpaste are definitely missing. Why? <laughs> I know, that I'm like, is that really? I'm like, is that really, you know, that strange? But maybe, in the grand scheme of things. The only thing of note that, de- that detectives found were, fa- were four small fingerprints on the telephone stand, though they were never able to be identified. Hmm. Furthermore, detectives found that Roland T. Owen never existed. It was a fake name. Yes. There was no record of any such man having lived anywhere in the United States. Yeah. And they implored the public to come forward with any information they had about the mysterious murder victim. Shortly thereafter, the neighboring hotel that Owen had complained so much about came forward, claiming that a man matching the description had stayed at the hotel on January the 1st. He had checked in under the name Eugene K. Scott. However, upon further investigation, the police reached the same dead end they had with Roland T. Owen. No man named Eugene K. Scott had any record of ever existing. Mm-hmm. Over the next couple of months, various people identified the body as a loved one, though none of the identifications stuck. Finally, the case ran cold, and the detectives decided to bury the body. As they arranged for a small funeral, or a, what do they call them? A, um, bury, like they bury them in like a potter's field, Mm-mm. pauper's field or something like that. Mm. A potter's field. They're actually called, they're called potter's, field. potter's yeah. field. A potter's field, yeah. What are potters just lonely people? Like, it, are it, there's they, a there's a history about. It. We'll get into it, especially if we ever get into like doing some prison stories. Because mm-hmm. I I yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna go there. They're actually pretty creepy. I mean, I enjoy pottery quite a lot. I didn't know that there were so many lonely ones. That scene from Ghost was pretty hot when he was that, like teaching her how to oh, yeah. make pottery. I wouldn't imagine that potters would be so isolated. <laughs> so anyway. As they arranged for a small funeral, 
a bouquet of flowers, and a donation to cover their funeral cost showed up at the funeral home with a letter that read only, Love Forever, Lucille. Hmm. A year later, a woman named Ogletree... <laughs> what a name. <laughs> you know she was... I a, don't think that one's fake. You know Because <laughs> I don't think... You know she was a hefty woman. Uh, yeah. She Strong legs. Very meaty legs. Strong legs. My name's thick. Ogletree. Okay. Anyway, Ogletree claimed that... Owen slash Scott was her son who had been missing for years. She claimed his name was Artemis Ogletree and that he had been staying at another Kansas City area hotel at the time he went missing. Now, though there wasn't any more evidence to her case than any of the others, police were like, we got no other leads, so they were inclined to believe her though experts claimed it was only based on the lack of evidence in the rest of the case. And to this day, the case remains unsolved, opened yearly, actually, by the Kansas police as new pieces of evidence unfold. But for the time being, it seems that the mystery of room 1046 may never truly be solved. Mm. That was so a good we, story. So what do we think about this case? I, I have, so first of all, very surprised that I have literally no recollection of this case whatsoever. I don't think I've ever heard this story, which is, I kept waiting for like the the detail that would trigger my memory mm-hmm. and no detail. So totally heard that fresh first time. So great job. Yay. Um. I think you are probably correct in your uh, assumption that he may have been a gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're considering 1935, it is possible. That, like, it doesn't seem that strange to me that we have the fake names with Eugene right. Kelly or whatever and Especially Roland Owen because, you know. If it, he's meeting up with people. Exactly. You know, if he's meeting Don, whoever that is, I'm sure that's not a real name either. Like, it doesn't necessarily seem as unusual to me that he would be using a fake name because as I understand it, that used to be pretty commonplace. If you, you know, you would go to the next town over or a couple towns over and you'd check into a hotel with a fake name and kind of meet up with whoever you were meeting up with and, you know, get you some good quality time mm-hmm. and uh, and then check out and be over and done with. But obviously, this somehow went awry. So then you get into, well, okay, were drugs involved? Yeah. Um, is it a drug deal gone bad? Usually not. That's a very... Um, the stab wounds sound particularly vicious, and it, it almost sounds like overkill to me. Yes. Because there's blood everywhere. Now, it's not unusual with a stab, a, a victim who um, has sustained stab wounds for there to be a lot of blood, just because there's a lot of blood in our bodies, and we bleed um, really Depending on what sort of injury you have, you can bleed pretty quickly, especially if you're being stabbed. A lot of the capillaries, capillaries actually bleed a lot quicker than veins do. Mm -hmm. So if you're severing, like if you're just kind of stabbing somebody willy-nilly, you're severing a lot of capillaries. And it's not unusual that blood would splatter everywhere as you draw back 
to stab them again. Blood would probably get all over the walls, all over the ceiling. Um, What's interesting, though, is that when the bellhop goes in the first time, he doesn't see anything out of the ordinary other than this man, you know, drunk, supposedly, on his bed. Um, Which, if he had already sustained stab wounds at that point, there would be blood spatter somewhere in that room. Yeah. If that's where the stab wounds were incurred. Um, but there's so much missing, you know, it could it could be that those stab wounds didn't even occur in that room. It could be that they that happened somewhere else and then they brought him there to that room and mm-hmm. then later finished the job or what have you. So, yes. Now, I left a particular piece of the story out, actually. Okay. Because I wanted you to get your opinion on what like all was going right. on. I mean, there's so much missing because we don't have cameras. It could be that he was right. initially attacked elsewhere, brought into the room, and then whoever it was came back to finish the job in the room. Yes. So the fingerprints that they found on the lamp stand mm-hmm. couldn't be identified, but they were said to be small fingerprints that they believed to be that Maybe of a, a woman. Oh, yeah. Also, another interesting piece, when the bellhop went in and discovered uh, Owen, like, semi-conscious in this, like, you know, bloodbath, he, again, like I said, was semi-conscious, so he spoke, he actually spoke. Oh, And said some things. (laughs) Said some things. Some things. And he said, welcome to the Haunted Heart Podcast. (laughs) He did. Uh, So the few words he spoke actually only really deepens the mystery he said nobody had been in the room with him his quote or i guess was one of his last words was i fell against the bathtub and that was his only explanation for his injuries and then he was in a coma by the time he reached the hospital and then died hmm I mean, so it, I mean, I don't know. There's so little evidence to go off of. To me, it's very easy because I kind of have the mind to, I mean, we're creative. We tell stories all the time. Um, To me, it's like, okay, well, was he a gay man who is checking in at these hotels and he's fussing about, you know, like he clearly went to the other one in January. Now he's at this hotel, um, fussing about the prices at the other hotel. <laughs> yeah. He's used two different fake names. The fingerprints on the phone seem to be smaller, like they would be a woman's fingerprints. Uh, now I'm like, okay, w- is that his wife who is mm-hmm. upset, who's now discovered him and discovered his secret that he is gay mm-hmm. and that he is like checking into these hotels to rendezvous with potential lovers did she kind of fly off the handle and attack him and is he then lying about having falling fallen against the bathtub to protect her because he feels guilty um or even to protect himself from the idea of him being exposed as a gay man yes after death yes yeah true i mean or that's maybe true. he would i mean obviously maybe he didn't even know that he was at that point where he was going to die so it was like nobody yeah. was here like because if they were questioning who was there and if it was another gentleman yeah you know what i mean it's yeah. like is that 
the idea of like being outed as a homosexual is that much more terrifying than like bringing your fucking attacker to justice. You know yeah. what I mean? Or it could be a very complicated situation in that he's, you know, remember there married was... to her and has lived with her for a really long time and feels guilty about being himself, but also still has some kind of, you know, love for her. I could I could see it both ways. Well, because remember the um, commercial woman the commercial. Who, lived, who was in the room, I guess, or um, no, this was the haircut woman with the haircut the momager manager haircut uh-huh who was in the room beside them said that yeah, she visiting heard, there to visit her boyfriend yeah said that she heard all of this commotion she heard both and that's the a night before. man and a woman's voice and that they were laughing carrying on and cursing so you can at least deduce that there was a woman in there at a, some point at some point if we're taking that for face value yeah so, yeah, there's just so much um, there because I mean, it also could have been crazy ass drug shit. It also could have been crazy ass like occult shit. True. I mean, it there you know, there's just not a lot of facts to go off of. Yeah. Mm. Pretty. That's like, creepy. So, like, creepy what do stuff. they? What What are the theories? Like, what did they think? So there are some people that definitely, um, I think at this point they're like, um, they believe that the woman, this Ogletree woman was definitely his mother. Um, I think that's the main theory, but there are no, like they believe him to be this Artemis Ogletree. Right. 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 Um, but by the way, cool ass name Artemis, Artemis Ogletree. Amazing, for real. but also you knew that that has to be a gay man. <laughs> Artemis Ogletree, now. yeah. Um, but at the same time, like they still don't know who his attacker or killer was. So, hmm. and I couldn't really find too many theories on it either. It's kind of just like, well, I mean, I almost wonder if the attacker was Lucille. You know what I mean? Because that's also, like, who is this strange Lucille person? Right. Like, I, I wonder if Lucille is the jilted wife who potentially... But still, it's Was very... Lucille the lady in the fucking room beside? Did she just sign in under a different name? Who knows? Possible. I, I, but it is very hard to... It's... Obviously, there was a woman in the room. So there's a woman in the factor, like, in the story somewhere as a factor but it's really hard for a woman to overcome a man even with a knife yeah it, it would be so hard for because i don't think you said i don't think it said exactly how many times he was stabbed but like to be stabbed that much and his for his skull to be fractured and like mm-hmm. he, he is roughed up so I almost wonder yeah. if some of those physical injuries were caused by somebody else. And maybe the woman was there and the phone was there, but yeah. like maybe the woman wasn't involved in it at all. Maybe the reason maybe the woman left the phone off the hook and that's why her fingerprints are on the phone, but a man is who attacked him and injured him. Yeah. And the woman left the phone off the hook to hopefully alert somebody and get him help. Like, maybe oh, she yeah. low-key did that, and whoever she was there with who attacked him, like, maybe she just kind of, like, left the phone off the hook as sort of, like, a trying to get him help. Yeah. You know? 
Because it, it's hard for me to believe that a woman could not... I'm not being fucking sexist, you guys. I don't want your fucking tweets. Um, I know everybody's a bad bitch and we're all having hot girl summer. But um, just in sheer terms of being able to overpower a full-grown man, I don't know. Yeah, so there's, like I said, when they first... Um when this was like all when this was first in the papers um uh another descriptor about him was that he actually he had a um a uh what do you call it um cauliflower ear oh yeah like a boxer yeah interesting so like a boxer um, so how are you gonna fucking take a boxer like how was right. a woman gonna attack a boxer and overcome him yeah so you we can also say that he, relatively that he was a boxer or has had been boxing. Um, police did find out that he actually, there was another hotel he stayed at. Another weird thing, he always requested in any hotel he stayed at um, interior rooms, like that didn't have like windows. Hmm. Like that was a common theme. He always requested that. Um, and, at this particular hotel, which was the St. Regis, had shared a room with a man who went by the name of Donald Kelso. The Don. Oh, got it. No. Sorry. Slow. Slow on the uptake. I was like, Kelso from that 70s show. Yeah. Donald <laughs> Kelso. Yeah. And then oh, there interesting. was a wrestling promoter who said that Owen had approached him about signing up for some matches uh, weeks earlier under the name Cecil Werner of Omaha. So hmm. this man, it's really hard because there's so many different things. Like nobody can find out anything about this Donald Kelso who he stayed at with in another hotel, which again, shoots up my gaydars. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I that, that's a, that seems to be a pretty obvious theme. Yeah. So interesting that's a good story yeah i thought so too i was like i was supposed to be was at work like diving into all of this and i'm like oh wow <laughs> i was hoping that you had to, that you didn't hear it though so no no no, no. never heard that one that was yeah. really good i did that was like to... an episode for me like as a listener <laughs> yeah. cool i did want to end on a couple of light-hearted notes though okay um I was actually, because we were talking about, like, I was looking at this and then thinking about hotels, and I just came across a couple of really funny, like, actual hotel reviews, and I just had to bring it up on this episode. <laughs> I thought it would be a great way to just sort of lead oh, us out God. of the mystery um, and, you know, just end on a very lighthearted note, and I really just want to read this one. And here I go. Amazing. This is like fucking, what's the review This is site? the lady. I'm reading the reviews from the lady who stayed in the room beside him. <laughs> who had the Got manager it. haircut. Got who it. was calling yes, down to. Yes, that's her. Yeah. This uh, is titled, There Was Poo in the Kettle. Oh, no. Mm. Do not stay in this absolute dump of a hotel. And I use the term hotel uh, very loosely. I cannot convey strongly enough how disgusting this place is. Blood-stained headboards. 
that oh. have clearly... Oh, no. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be there. That's not a place it should be. Blood-stained headboards that have clearly been up since the World War. The first one. So she's a little shady. Rude staff, windows that won't close, no hot water, broken furniture, dirty utensils, broken light fixings, and actual poo in the kettle. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that she did not emphasize dump of a hotel. Like, I'm upset that she didn't point that out. Yes. Pretty sure I'm going. I'm just curious as to how poo in the kettle ends up at the bottom of the right, list. Right, like at the end. <laughs> like, after all that, the poo in the kettle yeah. last? You could have told me that first, um, and I would have kind of Gotten made my drip. mind up. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure I'm going to end up with some sort of rash slash disease due to sanitation conditions similar to those of a homeless crackhead. In summary, this place is a complete hole. <laughs> This place is a complete hole. hole. I'm going to start That's using that funny. in my daily life. That's funny. This podcast is a complete hole. <laughs> and, and and you'd be right. Yes. That is the brand. All right. And then I, I've got one more. Um, if buildings could speak, this one would be screaming, run away. <laughs> oh, no. Bits of this building banisters, door handles, etc., will literally come away in your hands, mm. leaving you clutching a shard of sharpened wood or metal. Probably very handy if the place was overrun by zombies, but otherwise just a touch concerning. <laughs> I like the person who wrote this. Just a touch. Just a touch concerning. The bat. Here's where we get... This is brilliant. The bathroom itself... Resembled a dirty cupboard designed by the inventor of Tetris. Mm. Everything was jammed in at bizarre angles in order to make it fit. One would need to be a most practiced contortionist to use the sink or the shower. Did the person who wrote this, like, are they in 1935 right now? Because I feel like this, like, speech pattern is very interesting. A most practiced contortionist. Brilliantly, the toilet wasn't actually fixed to the floor, like some kind of... Brilliantly. (laughs) I told you it would get you. I knew it would. Brilliantly. (laughs) What an adverb. Brilliantly. This this person who wrote this experiences uh, unfortunate travel woes in exactly the way... That I do. Because there becomes a point at which it is so bad that it is like downright farcical. It's funny. And you just, yeah, you just brilliantly, astoundingly, in fact, (laughs) awe-inspiringly, the toilet is not fixed to the floor, actually. Yeah. You just kind of got to kind of hover over it, I guess. Let me finish this sentence. Brilliantly, the toilet wasn't actually fixed to the floor. Like some kind of cunning booby trap for the weary contortionist defecator. <laughs> this person is from the UK. Oh, this is a UK person, and yes. I love I love them. Yes. <laughs> so 
that is my story. Like I said, I wanted to end on a few lighthearted notes. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to know what your theories are yes. on this case. Yeah. Of this, uh, you know, the man mystery in room man 1046. in forty six. Yes. Send us your theories. You can at us on Twitter at the haunted heart. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Haunted Heart Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook if you search the Haunted Heart Podcast. Go ahead and like our Facebook page to stay up to date, up to date, up to speed, up to date, up to deets, um, to stay up to speed on all the deets with regard to events um, and just different shit that we got going on, girlfriend. Because we doing it. Got to stay up to date on all those events going on there. 2K19. We're we're doing some fucking events and shit. We going. We working on it. Um, Did I say 19? You, you said 19. Okay, sorry. I you had like this horrible fear inside me that I said 13. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. Falling through time. All right. Um, let's wrap this up before I black out. Uh, you can email us at thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com. And like we said at the beginning of the show, check out thehauntedheart.com. We gave it a facelift. She's looking good. You can see my face. You can see Kenny's face. Uh-huh. You can read all about our fucking bios and bullshit. Um, and you and can. merch. Yeah, and you can check our fucking merch tab and get you some good stuff. We design everything in-house, so it is all original creative bullshits from us um, that we're selling on there. It's not shit that we, like, purchased from another company. We don't have the expertise to do that, so we just make it from scratch for you. Yes, en suite. Yeah, en en suite. (laughs) Um... And also check us out, out on Patreon. I almost said oot like I'm Canadian. Check us out. Check us out. Uh, check us out on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Haunted Heart. And there's all sorts of tiers there. You can join for as little as a dollar a month. And you can get access to all kinds of bonus materials, early episode releases. You can get um, an invocation on the show. And you will also get our undying gratitude and love. So thank you to all of our patrons that we have. Um because you guys help us keep this bullshit on the road Mm -hmm. and we appreciate you for it there's no way we could have done our photos with bruce if it wasn't for you guys there's no way that we could have our merch page and all that so super grateful to you guys um and we will keep pumping out that bonus content for yins i think it's about time for some more like spooky smut oh so there's that yeah Spooky smut. Yeah. Got to get up on that spooky smut now. <laughs> yeah. So if you want some of that, go on over to patreon.com slash the haunted heart. And I think that brings us to checkout, yes, I would say. I believe we are checking out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something like very nice, but my brain. Mm, that's it. Just went yeah. away. You're here. You're at the front desk. Listen, we're check checking out. out. Have we're a tired. Mint. We're trying to get to that hotel because, you know, we don't want to miss our flight. We have only slept for two hours. Um, Because we don't want, we're checking out of our hotel because we don't want to miss our flight home. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to bring it home, though. Uh, Until next time, my darlings, you must. You got to stay spooky. That one was like a soccer one.